Skill Conversations with Anka. And today I'm joined by Creative Fred. Hi, Fred. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Happy we, we're actually doing this. I know, um, I know. <laughs> welcome, welcome. And thank you for your time. Um, and I would like you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself before we go really deep into what you do. Sure. Um, I don't know, I don't know. Where, where, where do I start? Um, I am a creative person, artist, if you like. Kind of, um, I've always done art from like a kid. Um, did it as like I literally did it as fun for it as a kid and then you know GCSE A level university uh, but only in recent months kind of take took that leap of faith kind of actually follow the passion follow the dream and you know actually put all my eggs per se in the one basket and yeah make some money <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no, I, I, I do it for the love and passion obviously Definitely, but now I'm curious, as you said about university, what did you study? So I did an extended BA, um, so was that bachelor degree, whatever. Um, so for the first year, I did foundation, which was like a bit of everything, um, kind of like architecture, um, printmaking, illustration, graphics, and then kind of at the end, you kind of pick two areas that you kind of want to concentrate most in. So I chose printmaking and illustration because I thought at the time that was what tickled my fancy. But, you know, later on down the line, I kind of maybe regretted some of those choices just based on how some of those courses were actually, um, yeah, they, they weren't, they wasn't very well put together. So, you know, after a while you kind of thought, oh, I paid all this money and this kind of shit. But, you know, you need just a journey in itself, right? But yeah, that's what I studied in the end. But I wish I would have done fine art. I think that was one of my regrets. I feel like I should have done fine art. I feel like that would have uh, developed me and my skill set. It's probably, I could have yeah, learned more from doing that subject. But sure. Well, at least you've, you've done something you're passionate about. Because imagine to, to do something else, to go into finance and business and management and all this madness. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's definitely not a bit of me, man. If something would have been wrong, if I turned up to university trying to do one of those courses, that would have been alarm bells, man. I, I only would have gone there to follow that passion. That was it. That's really good because not a lot of people really follow their dreams mm. and they end up miserable. So congrats to you for, for following the dream, at least for then. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I've been trying. <laughs> it's hard. I studied, uh, I recently finished my law degree. So I'm I'm really proud I did it, but then I don't know if it's worth all the stress and the oh, after. But is, is, is that something you actually wanted to do though? Like, did you do that because you wanted to do it? You had you had interest in that. I think at the moment it made sense, and I can't lie, I've learned a lot. Like I know everything has something to do with the law now, but it just changed me as a person. If it makes sense. I, yeah. I can't I can't see um some of my friends were making fun of me. I can't see like crime movies anymore. I can't <laughs> watch any kind of gangster based movies. I can't. It's just something inside me that just won't let me watch it. So it's a struggle. <laughs> yeah, Well, you know what, at least like you would have even if it's not something that you follow as a career, at least you would have taken some elements of that journey and you'll be able to apply those 
in whatever you potentially do in the future. Well, look, look what you're doing now. But like, I think we spoke uh, the other day, and you know, it's like maybe that's T's and C's and the do's and the don'ts about actually even putting this platform together. You know, some of that law degree might potentially help in some of those areas. So you just never know, right? Yeah, I think it's the way our mind works because you you get into a certain environment and then you just need to adapt like your vocabulary everything even you as a person so at the end of the day it's just growth and you just take it and move it with in life like like you did as well but i wanted to ask you because you said at the beginning you were doing it for fun when you were young mm. did you have this full fridge of uh, of drawings as well you know yeah, when you go yeah. to your mouth <laughs> yeah so i think uh yeah, so when I was young, I was just that kind of just, uh, I, used to, I used to just have a creative energy, right? So I'd just be doodling and stuff. And uh, my uncle, actually, when I was younger, helped me embrace that, my artistic side. Um, so that was cool. I really enjoyed that. And then, but my mum was like, like, you know, got me doing graffiti on the walls if I catch you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so I, I, knew, I knew where to apply the creativity. I wasn't really out here doing badness and crime in in that sense but um yeah I suppose I kind of just always followed it through school because I enjoyed it and then it got to that point when you know when you start trying to say well what am I going to do for my exams blah, 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 blah. and I thought well you know I enjoy art so I'll do that and then I think it kind of got to that the crossroads which I think was like maybe you know you've left school you've done GCSE you're like right what you're going to do and I, I did have a bit of an interest in that electrical installation and stuff I was kind of a little bit into that as a child so you know at that, at that crossroad it was kind of like well do I follow the dream at this point in my life or do I go and do electrical installation and that was obviously always guaranteed a skill set and money short term um, and I remember kind of asking my mum and dad like you know what should I do and it was kind of like follow, follow your heart what's, what's your heart telling you to do um so yeah, I, I ran with it. Um, so like I said, I went to university and that was obviously all fun and games and whatnot. But then after that, it's kind of like, right, well, that's done. Now what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> so try, you try to like scrounge around for a job, right? Because anywhere, you want anywhere to take you. And at that point, no one doesn't really want to give you a lifeline because you lack an experience. But that's the catch-22. And if you give me the job, I will gain experience. Uh, but no, I don't want to give you the job because you don't have the experience. Indeed. So, yeah, that was a big problem uh, in my life at the time. So I ended up, luckily, getting a tattoo apprentice, uh, apprenticeship. But then the job centre didn't want to support me when I was there. <laughs> so it's just like everything I tried to do was just like getting blocked, blocked, blocked. Um, and then I suppose the silver lining is I, I landed a good tech-based job at ASOS. And I was there for six years. And... I suppose kind of like your your law, your path, you know, it put me into technology and it taught me loads, like you said, you know, surroundings, people skills. So obviously there's a lot of soft skills there, but then my, my technical skills and just learned a bunch of things I probably wouldn't have learned if I didn't take that job. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't hate that part of my journey because it, it taught me loads. Um, and maybe if I didn't do that, maybe I wouldn't have taken the leap of faith and be comfortable to to do what I'm doing now you know I suppose in a sense everything happens for a reason um yeah I'm still trying to still trying to push push down the barriers and keep it moving 
Well, I appreciate that because I know it's a crazy, crazy world out there. But what would you say was the biggest lesson you learned along the journey up to now, of course? The biggest, the biggest, uh, um, do you know what? I, I feel like um, some of my, I mean, obviously I would have learned loads of little lessons along the way, but I feel like I can, you know, I left, I left my job in March and obviously it would have taken a lot of you know willpower to do so you you're, you're comfortable at that point you know you've got your steady income and whatever else um so the biggest lesson i learned was you know to, to have something you never had you have to do something you never did and i think i heard that through denzel washington i think he done this um he was at a university and he did this big speech and at the time i was reading the secret as well it's literally in front of me right now so I was trying to like just you know take all this wisdom and like uh, you know actually feel confident in the decision that I'm going to make. But that one line that he said really resonated through me, and I was like, you know what, it's true. If I want something I've never had in life, I'm going to have to do something I've never did. So it just helped me kind of take that leap of faith and kind of follow the passion. In any moment, I kind of feel doubtful, and I'm like, shit, was this kind of like the right thing to do? Because you do have good and bad days for sure. Um, definitely yeah just try to tap into that kind of mindset and be like no it is worth it and you know one thing my my cousin said to me many years ago which is something that always sticks with me that you don't want to be in your deathbed one day and thinking what if what if I did this what if I did that because if you don't if you don't ever do it you'll never know and if you don't fail means you never tried so you you know it's all these little quirky little one-liners and stuff but they really do hit home sometimes so yeah I think those are like the lessons that I've learned it sounds cheesy sometimes, but I think you're right because most of the time we just stay too comfortable. And it happened to me when I went to apply for for a job. I went with the CV, and obviously I have the the radio. Then I'm still a volunteer at my university as a student legal advisor for the law oh. clinic. So they looked at my CV and they were like, "Yeah, but you too spread. Like you do too many things." And to be honest with you, sitting back, I was thinking, but that's a good thing because that shows mm. I can adapt very easily. But it okay. turns out like the the uh, the world out there is very different than what we would like it to be. So I appreciate sure. you for taking that that leap of faith and, and just jump. I have a quote actually on, on the staircase here where it says um, something with falling. What if I jump and I fall? And they say, yeah, but what if you grow wings at the end of the day? So go. Go, <laughs> I have to put them, I put them around the house. <laughs> I don't know how no, you deal with it. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. And I think all these, all these types of sayings, they kind of all fall into the same basket, right? They all kind of giving that, that, that open mindset to say, well, look, if you don't try, then you're never going to know. So yeah, why not? So yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for the cheesy quotes right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just, we don't put love, laugh, uh, learn, or what was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know the one. Yeah, you see that in many homes, man. I can't. Yeah. I think that's that's one I can't deal with. I have one around me that says, "Let your smile change the world, but don't let the world change your smile." So that's good. Powerful. To be honest, I don't really have any of those up in my house, but <laughs> I've got them in places where I need them if I need to reach out for them or so. So what you said something about the book? Is that your favorite book? So funny enough, I've I've never actually read any book 
from beginning to end in my life. Like I've I've just been a I'm dyslexic, so reading's never really been my my strong point. It takes me forever to read something, um, and I'm I think I'm like, well, let me get it. I'm I'm probably like fifteen twenty pages nearly finished in this book and this will be the first book I've ever read from beginning to end so I'm quite proud of that it's taking me 30 years to read a whole fucking book but <laughs> I'm nearly there but I think it's the reason why I've been able to read it is because it's not not like a, a story or a novel or whatever it's it's kind of you know you you can read two pages today or I could read I could read 10 pages today and then pick it up in two weeks and it doesn't really matter where you left mm-hmm. off because it's, it's kind of that 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 yeah, it's just, it's not a story per se, is it? It's kind of like an open and mind kind of thing and trying to help you channel your, your thought process and, you know, manifestation and all that sort of stuff. So it's more of that type of book, more so than a story per se. So like the last time I think I actually read some of that was maybe at the beginning of the year. There's probably time to finish it, but, you know, maybe I should make a pact myself to finish it by the end of the year. Well, no harm in that. I mean, my daughter struggles with reading as well. She, I don't know, like, what's what's the issue, but I just feel like she's wired differently than me. So yeah. I just give her the time. And But at the end of the day, she, she's a bit like you. She likes drawing a lot. And I think mm-hmm. it's about how your, your brain is wired. You are more into the images, more creative on that side. Me, I'm, I'm with words. I write the poems. And I found it so beautiful when she she actually wrote, I think she tried to do a quote and I usually take a picture from the internet and then I put my poem on and that's how I I share my poems. But she did something similar, but she went in the garden and she was taking pictures of the the sky and clouds and then she just sent me something like, you're the best mom. Like that just made me burst. I was like, yes, I'm doing something right. No, that's lovely. Like you said, I feel that that's her way. No, like you said, you are with the words. She, she's kind of seeing it for a different lens, right? So, yeah, you got you got to respect that. Exactly. What's your, uh, how do we put this? If you look around and you would see, like, any artists, old or contemporary art, which one would you pick to, to be your favourite? You know what? <laughs> I've, I've, got your, uh, I've, I've thought about this before. You know, like, I've met some people... Um, in my life, you know, and they're probably like, they still be able to quote this artist. And, oh, yeah. No, let's just say Picasso. They go, oh, yeah, that Picasso. And they, they know all the history and shit. Like, <laughs> even, even though I like art, I used to hate art history, like lectures and stuff. We used to bore the crap out of me. Again, I feel you there. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, it, I think it was a lot to do with this lecture as well. I just switch off because I'm not interested. I'll just be doodling and stuff. So I'm not saying that's the best way to handle it. It's just how I handle it. So, kind of going back to the question I don't really feel like I've got an artist per se but I've got a lot of people that I follow on like on Instagram mm-hmm. and, and I'll say this so they're probably more like modern day artists um and some old school people but I know a lot of you can see a lot of old I can't remember the guy's name but it's one with like crazy abstracts and fucking like paint splats everywhere and I'm, I'm quite into that at the moment like I'm sure you've seen some of my work of late, so there is a lot of oh, yes. stuff in there. And, you know, I'm, I've seen, so I, then I'll go and follow a bunch of artists that I feel like, oh, they're kind of doing that. How do they do it? Then I can feel inspired and like, okay, well, I'll take this, what I like from that and go and do it. That's kind of how I'll 
take, I'd say, getting some inspiration from other artists. I kind of just do a little bit of searching around, see what I like, and then take what I like from it. But again, a lot, a lot of all these people are reverting back to old artists anyway. I just don't know none of their names. So I can't stand all flashy and cool. Like, oh yeah, this artist. I don't know the artist name. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm reading books that I don't even know the authors. So I'm really bad with names. I don't remember names of my favorite songs. If I hear it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's my favorite. But if yeah. you ask me what's your favorite song or what's your favorite writer, I'll be like, I don't know. I'll hit you up later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's me. That's me. So if you want, after this, I'll go find you a bunch of names that those are the people I've heard about. Exactly. I, think, I do think a lot of, outside of kind of the, the traditional stuff, a lot of my uh, art influences probably just come from street art growing up, living in like London, and I get a train up and down London, you see all the graffiti. So I was, I was quite heavily into that stuff as a kid. And even though, like I said, I didn't used to really go around doing it on walls and stuff because I weren't allowed, but I used to do <laughs> shitloads on paper and in my school books and stuff like that. So I think that's, even though I had a, a love for art, but I really liked graffiti growing up. So then a lot of like my earlier work is quite heavily graffiti based. And I think over time, I've just developed kind of my own little style. And then I say more of recent, I'm experimenting with like a lot of acrylics and canvases and being abstract because I used to kind of swivel that stuff before I just kind of stuck to my strengths which was like pen paper or pencils and stuff like that but I feel like at the moment I'm quite intrigued to use different mediums and stuff and kind of bring it together and make something of my own so that kind of relates to that that project that you've seen you working on kind of all of that's kind of going on right now but yeah so where can people because obviously we'll still be talking some more but I forgot we should have said this at the beginning. Where can people follow you to see your beautiful art? So right now I am I am like probably the worst, <laughs> the worst type of art. Because <laughs> I don't have a website or anything. It's been in the pipeline months and probably years. But just Instagram, just creative underscore thread on Instagram. Um, best place to find it. I will be putting together some sort of website of some kind in due time. But but do you know what? Even that in itself just takes so much of your time to actually build one of those platforms. It is really consuming. Like I have tried. It is. And then I just get bored and just abort missions. And I'm just like, no, nah, I'd rather just go and do the art. Instagram's just so easy. Upload, bosh, next thing, keep it moving. But I will, I will get around to it. But Instagram for now. I think you should do, you should do TikTok as well. So you know I am on TikTok, but I just don't, I don't know. I don't feel like I utilize it very well. I, I feel like I definitely get better reception on Instagram and maybe that's just because I've always had it I know I had to kind of use it better maybe maybe I'm getting old you know what I mean TikTok's more of a younger younger platform I know I know the feeling but what I found very interesting with TikTok is I've learned because I'm getting old as well yeah so I've learned how to do reels on uh, Instagram for my poems and I went ahead and uploaded the same thing on TikTok where on Instagram, you don't really have access to how many viewers you had. Mm. Even though reactions, you, I get some, but not as much as I would like, let's say, on TikTok. Yeah. But at least you see the numbers of viewers. So yeah. even, even though they, they may not react, they may not save it, like it, or send it forward, you know that people saw it. And you never know who sees it. So 
we need you on TikTok. Yeah, I mean, I, I do try. I'm not, I'm not as active, but I mean, I think I'll always kind of, always just a little bit on there. Um, but like, yeah, I will. I'm not. Yeah, it's, just to it's tease there. us, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One day something might bite and get a good reception, and then I can. Oh, do you know, I'll put a bit more time and effort into it. But yeah, Instagram is is a platform for me right now. It's really hard because I I don't know if like you said we're growing old or what's going on. But maybe the algorithms of the, I feel like a certain uh, type of creativity is pushed and not really the the quality one, if it makes sense. Like we are somehow deeper than (laughs) what goes on on Instagram and and TikTok. So that's why we suffer. No, you're you're definitely right. And I feel like this is a discussion I've had with other people. I think it's quite an, an obvious one, even more Instagram, like before it was all about the photos and the lights and the photo and now it is all about reels and I suppose they're kind of half nicking that concept from TikTok and so now what I've realised and I'm sure it's the same for other people and not necessarily just in art but it's gone from me just doing a piece of art and enjoying that piece of art and now I've got to record every moment of that art so sometimes it's like breaking the, the creative flow so I can't just be zoned out and just doing it because I've got to like stop, start, stop, start the video and then resume from there. And the only part I do like about that whole thing is making the reel at the end because it is nice to kind of see the journey. But it, it kind of breaks something a bit authentic about what it is you're actually just trying to put together anyway. Um, yeah. And ultimately, it's quite shady because you're putting it online for some like weird approval and somebody see it somebody like it that kind of pisses me off like I just wanted to be able to do the art and just just be happy with the art but yeah we're all we're all we all want to be approved online right everyone wants us to get to be seen and get your work out of it otherwise you wouldn't put it on there yeah I feel like the, the way I do it is like um you just look for for the same type of people to resonate yeah. with you and what you do because I, I'll be honest with you I have the account for my poems for I think for more than one year or two years something like that before the lockdown and every all this madness started but I'm still not getting a lot of people reacting you know like I have mm-hmm. one friend who reacts to every picture yeah. <laughs> and those, then the random people Yes, and I appreciate her. Like she, she's the real deal. She's far away. She's not around. She's back in Romania. But whenever something goes on, she's the first to hit the like. Yeah, no, that's nice though. And I think even for myself, I've I've seen that, and I I've come to the realization that I'd rather, you know, genuine followers who actually appreciate what it is you're putting out, rather than just followers for the sake of followers. There's no point of having say. 5,000 followers you're only getting five likes you know I'd rather True. just say well just give me the five followers then and, and everyone else <laughs> go away you know because I don't know that just winds me up I just think like well why are you following the account if you're not really intrigued in what's actually being exactly displayed, right? so I don't know it's, it's, it's a bit of a pet, pet heave or whatever you call it like it just yeah. winds me up but yeah I, I see I see my certified followers on my likes so <laughs> That, that's great then but I was I was uh, thinking to ask you when or are you planning to have your exhibition have you had any before um 
not like a proper exhibition. So I've had like little school ones and stuff. There's like end of year project exhibition. Yes. But <laughs> so I've got that on the CV. But no, um, I do intend on having my first official exhibition, hopefully by the end of the year, if not early next. Um, and that will be with a Fred Ted's project. That's going to be a 10-piece collection. Um, I'm not even halfway through it yet. So maybe the end of the year is looking a little bit unlikely. But it's just trying to find the right time to get these pieces done. We were saying the other day, like, the school holidays, kids, you know, and then oh, it's yes. like, right, this is the time when I can actually be creative. I need I need an empty home. I need a clear space of mind. You can't just yeah. You need you need the time to produce the goods, right? So yeah, hopefully soon. Uh, like I said, early next year potentially. But uh, actually, while we're on the topic, because you told me to um, apply for the other exhibition, I did yes. uh, the, the online digital one, and I I applied twice. I put I put forward two projects. And the best thing about that was it was maximum five pieces. Um, so I've got a lot of digital work. There's not a lot of physical. So the, mm-hmm. you know, the later exhibition will be all physical, but this was all digital. Uh, and they got back to me for one of the applications and I applied on Friday, but they only just got back to me today. And they said, if I can obviously fully submit it, that they would get it in there because it doesn't start till 10 o'clock tomorrow. So yeah, that would be hopefully. I'm proud of you. Soon. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you because it was it was only because of you that I actually saw it and submitted it. So after this, I actually need to send payment, get it locked in officially. But yeah, I didn't think they were going to get back to me because well, they said deadline was Friday, and I had mm-hmm. replied Friday, and then I heard nothing back. I thought, ah, oh, maybe I've missed it. But they got back to me this morning. So yeah, good good stuff. I'm really proud of you. I don't know by what algorithm that came on my page, and I obviously thought about you because. I know you do it, so why not share it? Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thank you. So, yeah, I will I will share with you the details once I officially put it through. Definitely. It we'll, we'll give a shout-out for people to, to keep an eye on that. Definitely. But apparently, it's, it's, cause obviously it's, it's an online exhibition. Mm-hmm. So, as I said, from 10 o'clock tomorrow, it will be live, and I'm sure they'll have some sort of website. But then they said, there's, I think there's some galleries around London where they'll be showing it on screen in the gallery we so need to I, find one <laughs> I know I know so I need to I don't know if they're going to let me know in a response email where to find these places but I definitely got to go to one and see they have place. to they have to let us know yeah we'll be there like I'll be there yeah, we'll no, be there to it. take selfies <laughs> <laughs> of course of course that would so be, be really cool. nice yeah, yeah. Like I've learned everything starts with the, with the small step because you never know who sees your art. You never know who will get in touch with you and how everything will go from there. So who knows? Maybe next Definitely. year, this time you'll be like, Anka, I have no time for your podcast. I'm really sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm this somewhere is, on a holiday. Nah, never. <laughs> this is the first uh, podcast that I, I've done. So, you know, you can't forget the people that was on the come up with you, man. I'll always have time for your podcast. And with, with that being said, you know, you, you've taken a leap of faith also to kind of start your own platform. And this, this is kind of like the early days of it. So I'm sure you're not going to have time for me when it gets to that point. <laughs> you're oh. going to have loads of great people. <laughs> there will always be, be a spot, don't worry. Like, I'm not that type that moves on and, and forgets. My oldest friend, the one I was telling you about, uh, her name is Theo. And we've been friends since I was like 15. 
and we're doing the long distance friendship for me it's so funny because we spend the the lockdown watching netflix movies on the phone (laughs) (laughs) oh but that's nice though it's nice you still got that going on yeah it's nice that she would be the one to fall asleep and i'll be shouting down the phone wake up (laughs) you know is she not come over to visit then no well she wants to come she wants to come soon because she wants to come to my graduation so we can nice. shout and lose our minds there yeah yeah yeah. when is your graduation then uh on 2nd of december nice nice yeah when it's proper winter and i can't wear any nice dress but yeah you gotta own it for the day now wear the nice dress embrace the cold <laughs> i'll be freezing <laughs> i wear i wear shorts all year round so just just own it own it how do you do it I just, I just believe in being comfortable. I can't, I hate jeans. I hate feeling restricted and I just need to be comfortable. Shorts give me that freedom. So that's it. <laughs> and you're I'm, never freezing, even when we oh, have. Yeah, yeah, sometimes I'm cold, but you got, you know, you can't have it all. <laughs> I can't be comfortable and warm. <laughs> well, I don't know why I'm laughing at you because I'm doing the same thing with my dresses. Like I would wear any type of dress I want, but under the big jacket. And everybody's yeah. like, are you sure you're not cold? No. Yeah, <laughs> you're shaking. you got to own it. Definitely got to own it. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So what, what music do you, I guess you listen to music, isn't it, when you create? Yeah. yeah. What would you say it's your go-to type of music? We don't say artists because we don't remember names. Sure. Oh, <laughs> no. Um, I, I'm quite versatile when it comes to music, so... You know, my Spotify list would just be quite a mix of different genres. But I would say typically, you know, like maybe a bit of house, a bit of drum and bass, a bit of rap, just all those types of, I don't know, music. I kind of just, I can just free my mind to it to a degree. I suppose, yeah, if a song came on and it was like, oh, that was a bit intense, I'm not really in that zone and skip it but I don't have like a set playlist like this is just rap like I, I like it when it just switches genre because mm-hmm. it will create a different mindset different mood so yeah I'd say yeah all, all that type of music in saying that I, I listen to anything though like classics could come on and I could, I could get involved in that so yeah honestly. I like the way you said it I'll get involved with that <laughs> it's so good yeah, maybe not for long periods of time but I can I can definitely appreciate it now talking about classics i i remember i used to have a in my primary school we just had one teacher he is the, a bit different the system we had one uh, first year to fourth year we had uh, the same teacher and every time we had to paint she would play for us classical music yeah i love it but then <laughs> now i can't listen to classical music anymore does it just bring back the horrors or you just you just had enough of it i think i had enough of it i would go with jazz like my new passion is jazz i don't know if you know the guy uh, ruben james Mm, not really i'll send him to you You would like it because he's really really calming and i went to see him live it was here around where where i live he came for a live concert i haven't been to a live concert in ages (laughs) because of the kids (laughs) Yeah, but yeah. it was lovely so i'll i'll be i'll be sending you some yeah, of these over. tracks get it over yeah i think you know what i'm saying that we did um i think i'm trying to think maybe like year seven year eight i used to have an art teacher i used to play like 
some classical music. And I suppose maybe that's typical of that era, you know. Yes. Music and then get lost in the art. I feel that's quite a old traditional feel. But um, I used to I used to enjoy it though because it wasn't something I was used to at that point in my life. You know, it, it was something new. But, um, but yeah, no, I get that jazz music over as well. Something I can I can literally get involved in like anything. And I think every bit of music creates a mood, creates a feeling. Or there, you might have a different output to what it is you're doing. So that's why it's good to be versatile. I reckon. I agree with you. I agree. Well, thank you so much for today. You have to get back to me with the with the details about the online exhibition because I'll be sharing it. We need people to see your art. No, I appreciate it so much. You you've definitely been a big supporter since we met. You've actually really been nice and has always shown a lot of love. So that is definitely much appreciated. Thank you. Anytime and anything I can do, I'll actually need you to help me create my uh, my next cover for my second book. Yeah. yeah so you see. We'll do the cut, we'll do the contract, everything will be ready. (laughs) Thank you so much, Fred, for today. And you are always welcome back with whatever you have to to tell me, not us, because it's just me. Sure. Only at this moment in time, though, this is what I'm saying. This is a a project in the making. This is going to do big things. So, and I know you know it as well. Fingers crossed. Stay focused, man. Fingers crossed for me and you and all the other artists out there. 100%.